Thoughts on that? Bam, we're live. So we can hear Susie. He just can't hear us. So he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Come back, Matthew. We are 28 days away from the seminar up at uh, Craig Howard's gym run by Scaled Nation. Shit, I thought I gave you a link to it, but you know what? I don't think I did. Sorry. I think those notes are the ones from yesterday, too. So you... Oh, I didn't add to them? Uh, maybe you did. Is there a number 99 poll for hole on there? Poll for a hole? Oh, yeah. This is last night's notes. Well, fuck. You don't have number 99 on there? No, I do not. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, I'm sending you... Um... Here. How about that? Take that, Caleb. Uh, I'm going to see if, um, eventually we'll get it pulled up, but, uh, it's September 30th. It's at Craig Howard's gym. I think it's called CrossFit Pleasanton CrossFit Diablo Diablo CrossFit. Damn, that was sloppy. Uh, Diablo CrossFit. Uh, I am, uh, do we have a title for this show today, by the way? What's the title for today's show? I will title it. Uh, it is a seminar in the same vein as the uh, CrossFit Kids Seminar or the Master Seminar, but it's a seminar on how to work with large-bodied uh, athletes, clients, the fuck you want to call them, people who want to just come into your gym and how to work with them, right? So someone's 100 pounds, someone's five foot two and 280 pounds. And, and there's some things you need to know and do in order to accommodate with them, work with them better, learn from other people's experiences who've worked with large-bodied athletes for a long time. And I'm excited to go to it. And uh, we, we got a country that's put on, uh, on average, 29 pounds over the um, two years that the so-called, uh, what the fuck you want to call that thing, so-called pandemic occurred. And that's that's just added on to uh, a nation that just likes to eat and likes to eat uh, refined carbohydrates. And so there's a huge amount of people who who need the service of what CrossFit gyms provide. Anyway, I'm pumped. Athena's a dear friend of mine. Uh, incredible story. I originally met her when I did the CrossFit uh, podcast. Uh, she's been on this podcast. She will be coming back to this podcast. Oh, there it is right there. September 30th, Diablo uh, CrossFit, Pleasant Hill, California. That's just outside. You could fly into San Francisco, Oakland, or San Jose. I am going to um, film the all of the lectures and hopefully talk to some of the participants and then uh, hand that footage over to uh, Miss Athena. As a uh, as a as a gift is what because to be, to be completely frank, it's because it's close. It's, it's a convergence of my interests. Uh, I haven't seen Craig. I like seeing Craig. Um, I like seeing Athena, and uh, it's self serving because it's what I want to do. It's like this is the kind of thing that I'm going to go up and film, and like I could tell my kids I'm proud I did it. You know what I mean? I I, I stopped at Safeway. Uh, at um and 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 by CrossFit uh Diablo, I used a shopping cart. I didn't put it away, which uh, in therefore uh, helped the economy. And then I filmed, uh, and gave my time to uh, save people's lives. That's what I actually think I'm doing. I know that's what I'm doing by supporting uh, this seminar. I'm saving people's lives. Prove me wrong. What's up, Susan? Hi. Good morning. Can hear you guys now. What do you think? The the small have you seen how cute this small Roadcaster Pro is? 
Yes. Like the four buttons. Is that not enough buttons? How many buttons does Caleb need? Does Caleb want all the buttons? So is the bu- he wants more eight buttons? So so then he has more sound effects, right? I don't know if that matters about the sound effects because you could usually page over. I think the difference is how many mics could probably be plugged into it. Well, and he doesn't. He doesn't want. What'd you say? Well, as I say, I don't think he needs four mics to plug into it, right? No, not at all. Just need the one. So then mini would work. But isn't that his whole thing that to like add a bunch of sound effects and like play with sound effects and like do that? Wouldn't more yeah. buttons be better for that? Well, I think I don't think it matters the amount of buttons because you could like page over, right? You know what I'm talking about? So we have the how same. Many, how many times can you? So you think it holds the same amount of sound effects? You just got to page around for them. I don't know if it holds the same amount, but you it probably has pages for them, yeah. Because this has two, three, four. I have four pages of eight buttons. Thirty-two. Wow, that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, uh, Caleb, with the quick math. <laughs> I'm going over to their uh, website. Fuck it. Coffee if, Lots and Pods is still up. Where? Huh? Oh. Action. Peter's oh. been up for 28 hours. <laughs> oh, man. I saw he barely got any sleep before uh, dad duty kicked in. Sucks yeah, to be you. Rough. That show last night was hilarious. I was laughing so hard so many times. Oh, good. Dude, you guys are on fire. Especially oh, Pedro. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, good. Taylor was rocking it. Yeah, sucks for Taylor. He really would have fit in well there, but he's, you know. He called me this morning to uh, try to uh, mit- get uh, to to mitigate damage, hatred, venom. He's <laughs> a good boy. He's a good boy. Duckhead. A user's guide, solution, products, view all, studio condensers, interfaces, cameras, lavatories, broadca- broadcast, a live show. Fuck, they have everything except what I want. View all. Okay, fine. View all. Uh, I don't see their um. They have a cool site. Oh God, this is really pissing me off. Anyway, we have to figure this out. You didn't just go to Amazon, but I want to see um. Oh, I'm on the road site, and I went high to low, and it still doesn't put up their uh roadcaster. What a. Uh, I want to see um. Oh, there it is. Roadcaster Duo. Okay. Powerful, incredible audio solution. It has six buttons instead of oh, six. Yeah. Eight. Uh, unmatched ease of use. I don't care about that. Caleb can figure anything out. Damn right. <laughs> He's a scientist. A sound a quality sound uh studio quality sound effects to take your creativity to a new height. How many? Wow. That's a the whole height. question. How many sound effects okay. smart pads with uh bank switching? Take creative control with the smart pads. The Roadcaster will feature six programmable smart pads that give you huge creative control at your fingertips, trigger sounds, music beds, or on the fly. Uh echo, reverb, uh blah blah blah. SmartPad 6, Roadcaster Pro 8, but it doesn't tell you how many times you can uh, scroll over. Uh, which do you prefer, small or big, Caleb? Mm, more of a small guy. Okay. Look how, look how nice that mini one is. Right. It's adorable. See, it's got the yeah. buttons to scroll over, so maybe it just has two less options. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. With that. I'm putting it in my Amazon card. So after the show, I'll see it and I'll um, shopping at Amazon with Sevon, the Sevon podcast. <laughs> yes, this is the shopping network show, and you're welcome. <laughs> when we get it, we need to do like an unboxing and then we need to go through all the features. They have to pay us. Pay. Oh, who was I thinking about? Um, oh, I saw, I saw a, there's a, I saw an arcade, a stand up arcade game um, that has 3,200 old games on it and three three joysticks and i invited like atari a, yeah kind of but it's got all sorts of games from the arcades back then too and i invited the uh founder of the company on not because i give a shit about him but i'm hoping that i get a discount on it <laughs> <laughs> not that we're 90 minutes into this i was looking to get one of these yeah <laughs> those are dope though <laughs> play like galaga and pinball and all that shit all that galaga hey some important updates also so uh on september 30th uh susan will be there also at uh, crossfit diablo um also i want you guys to know that um uh alexis is uh, can't walk for uh, eight weeks but she's in good spirits alexis is the chick that um keeps uh maintains andrew hiller's uh testosterone levels um also uh two brain business has a survey they would like you to take if you are an affiliate owner or any gym owner anywhere in the world and that survey is what makes up the state of the industry report which is this you've heard me talk about it many 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 times uh it's beautiful it's one of a kind it's why two brain is the leader in gym consulting and, and basically just uh an integrity and value add to to gyms worldwide you can open this booklet up this booklet's free by the way it's not like he's 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 not making money off of it and uh so good it actually probably cost him a shitload of money to make but you can open up to any page and it's got just information so i'll just open up to this page and it says it's called the uh it's called the group training page and it says uh, survey respondents median price for group training is 160 dollars a month a 67 percent average percentage of revenue for survey respondents who offer group coaching Meaning that 67% of the uh, money a gym makes on average from the people who took the survey comes from group classes. Uh, the 2021 price was actually a dollar less. I mean, this thing is full of information. Anyway, the survey, a link to the survey, if you're a gym owner, will be in the show notes. somewhere. Show notes. Yeah. <laughs> show bio. They're not even really, we don't really have show notes, but they're in our show. That's why those are in our where show notes should be. Uh, thank you. Notes. I don't know why. What? Say it again. I just started calling them show notes a while back, and I'm not really sure where I got that from. But I think it's good. I think it's good. I think that's what most people call them. I think your vernacular is right. You're, okay. you, have, you have producer vernacular. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Brandon Waddell again, not for one, but two. Oh, what? Tyson, I wonder how much hey, they go for now. Tyson Beijing cards. Hey, I'm learning all sorts of stuff about cards, too. Like what? Um, I was learning them from Sarah's husband because he's a card expert. Like, there's already been different series of these cards, and the one that sold for like twenty nine hundred dollars or whatever, the signed one that um, that was like, oh, oh, where they actually only printed ten of those cards. Oh, yeah, I have that one down there, the Panini score. Wow, oh, yeah, that's the one that. I have. That one's signed. Oh, so that's what. So you got it's a nine dollar card. Oh wait, what's that one? Uh, okay, Tyson. And that one's not signed. It's ten dollars. Hey, dude, it cost him eleven dollars just to um, mail this to me. Holy shit! Look at all the Tyson Beijing cards there are. 
There's one for 35 cent. <laughs> That's a steal. <laughs> it's out of the package. I love the way he talks. I really like his voice. Anyway, that's our Tyson Bajan update. Uh, Crash Crucible, Crash Crucible, Crash Crucible, Crash 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 Crucible. That's um, (laughs) the up and coming premier event in the CrossFit space run by Nostradamus himself, J.R. Howell. It's over on the East Coast of the United States. It looks like they have Colton Mertens, James Sprague, and Ty Jenkins, CrossFit Games champ. Uh, participating. Cool. And looks and Susan, I think we'll be going there and we'll be doing a, uh, a feed from there. By the way, I got my, um, I got that adapter that supposedly allows you to hook a, uh, direct Wi-Fi, not, not Wi-Fi, a direct, uh, ethernet cable to a cell phone. So I got that somewhere here. I also got these. <laughs> <laughs> Those are amazing. I'm influenced. I was influenced. I was influenced. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's. Uh, what a. What, uh, let's do this one first. I, I need to get this one off the top of the notes here. Oh wait, nobody had to die. Can we do that one? While I sip my Paper Street coffee. Uh, it's just right at the top. There doesn't even have a number. Sorry. And then we'll go to 99. I don't think you have the notes, uh, Susie. You got old ones. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Well, it's finally peer-reviewed and published. Ivermectin worked significantly to reduce deaths from COVID-19. Let's go ahead and go over this study. Uh, Dr. Pierre Corey brought our attention to this. He actually tweeted about it saying the preprint of this paper was the final piece of evidence which convinced me, Paul, and the FLCCC that widespread ivermectin distribution could end the pandemic in October of 2020. Took two years, but now peer-reviewed and published in a major journal. So this was the study that he used when it was just a preprint back in 2020 when he was saying, okay, it's time to come up with some kind of treatment for COVID-19. And he came up with the FLCCC protocol, which includes ivermectin, amongst other things, and people could go on the website and they could figure out, okay, um, are you just exposed to COVID? Like maybe you're taking care of somebody or someone in your house has COVID. Are you, do you have COVID? Did you just test positive? Which variant do you have? And you can look this up on their site and then you could follow whichever protocol they had there listed on their site. And it all included ivermectin. Now, a lot of people pointed at the study that they were using as the preprint. And they said, well, this isn't peer reviewed and uh, this isn't published. This okay, isn't- okay, okay, okay. There's no there there. Okay, okay. You guys get it? No one had to die. Mm-hmm. Not so many people had to die. Now, the 87-year-old that died in a country with the average age of death is 79. Yeah, you got to die. <laughs> Uh, Dusty Willard, easy, Sevy. The truth will get you a strike. Thank you. It's nuts. Think of all the people. Mike Sauer, a Belkin Ethernet adapter. Don't forget to disable Wi-Fi and cellular when using it. iPhones like to take priority with Wi-Fi or cellular. Yeah. And Mike, have you used it? I Hey, I got the $100 Belkin one, and then I got two knockoffs that are $19.99 each. I sent a, a knockoff to um, to JR. So that uh, and the cable, so he can, um, because we're going to run a test here. Me and Susan and him are going to run a test in a couple of days. And I got a bunch of different length cables. I got a 150 foot Ethernet cable, 50, 25. I'm excited. 
And I got some uh, some other fancy doodads that hopefully will allow us to hook mics up to iPhones that will work with uh, StreamYard. So we'll see. Uh, Harry pair of testes. Harry pair of testes. My dad prescribed a number of people ivermectin with great success. I took it and I felt dramatically better within a day. I, I know probably two dozen people who took it. Um, none, none of them got... I, I don't know if it worked, but none of them got sick. Horse vets? I, but yeah, some of one of them did take the uh, one of them did take ivermectin like that was for a horse. There was like, you know, on the package, it was it was at least one I know took it. It was uh, animal ivermectin. Is there a difference? It's so crazy that people died who could have taken that. Don't uh, Caleb saying don't take that. Don't do the horse. One. No, I'm saying there's no difference. I, oh, yeah, oh, there's oh, a difference oh. between oh. animal ivermectin and rigs. For, I'm pretty sure the only difference is like the doses you have to use. Because obviously, like if you're a horse, you're like five times the size of a human, like mm. pound wise. So mm. that's the only real difference. Do you know LSD doesn't work like that? No, you just take one dose Any across dose? the board. <laughs> one dose, one dose works uh, for the same dose. That, I think it actually has to do with brain size. Really? That's what I heard. I heard if you if you give just like one tab of LSD to an elephant, it'll fuck them like send them into the moon. <laughs> Shit. But if you gave him like six, if you gave it to him by weight, it would kill him. I don't. Even, how does one even get a tab of LSD? Just like stick it on. Oh, you mean you mean in like this day and age? Yeah, like I, that's so that's foreign to me. I never went down that path. Neither. They just got the piece of paper. Someone would just rip off a little piece. I saw this thing in a documentary. They dropped it in on like little pieces of sugar cube, and people would. Take oh it. yeah, I saw. I saw. The, I think I saw the same documentary. Yeah, maybe it's about Woodstock. Um, uh, Mike Sauer, I am a horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cave Dastro, I used ivermectin. I was better in three hours. Yeah, shit like that. That's I, that's the kind of stuff I hear from people too. Rectally, though. Oh, rectally. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I used ivermectin rectally. Important details. Um, I know a doctor. I know a physician who um, just took it every week during the entire pandemic. Just fucking like stayed on it. Yeah, just stayed on it one just, week. That's a flex. Just access to pharmaceuticals like that. Prophylactic. <laughs> hey, this doctor was giving away the ivermectin for free. Doing the Lord's work. Interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, number 99, uh, Pole for Hole. Uh, this is a, a premiere. This song has not been played anywhere uh, in the world. <laughs> this will be a uh, Savon podcast exclusive look how excited cable got caleb caleb, caleb got uh oliver anthony people uh please enjoy to turn these diners they'll do it to miners they don't care lord i got gigantic feet but i cut off my meat both my butt cheeks are covered in hair Still got battles, apple the size of a planet. My name used to be Craig, but I changed it to Janet. Got brainwashed by the internet, left holding the bag. I cut my penis off. I could have just been a <laughs> damn shame. What the world's gotten to when a creature like me believes that it's true that he can just wake up. And not be a dude, but he is. Oh, he is living as a new 
girl <laughs> with a white chromosome. You ask which man can be women, I'll tell you which can. The ones that trade their pole for a hole. There's a global mission. Pole for a hole. Uh, <laughs> wow. I need to work out some of the kinks. I They also did bleep out the F word because they know I don't like use that word or the G word really on the show. That's good. Yeah. I was like, hey, I, uh, can you mm, – I, I don't want to offend anyone. Can you take out the F word? I'm sure I'm wrong. That Jay-Z gift this whole time. <laughs> I know. I was bobbing my head, and I looked. I said, oh, Jay-Z's feeling this too. Yeah. Subconsciously, mm. he moves the crowd. I'm not okay with gifts in the comments. No? No. Why? Because I just want to sc- – well, hold on. Susan, are you okay with them? I, I like them. I like a good gif every now and then. Yeah. Um, all right. I just think it's too much. It's 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 too much. It's like – I feel like it like, expresses – Like nipple piercings. It's just too much. It's Come on. Just stop. The tits <laughs> were fine. It's just too much. It's like it's you're just cool. slowing me down. You're just slowing me down. I just want to get through the comments. I don't really care that you, you know – I'd rather read picture books than uh, real books. So. All right, fine. Fair. That's a good argument. Strong argument. Yeah, that is a good argument. I didn't think about it that way. Uh, I want, a lot of people don't know this about me, but maybe you do. Maybe I don't even know. So some guy came and visited me that I met on the internet, and I started telling him a story. And he goes, hey, dude. He goes, what? He goes, I know all of this already. I know you. I was like, fuck, why should I even talk? I just let him talk. <laughs> It's kind of weird. He's like, I, he he actually like stopped me. Hey, dude, I know all this already. I know your whole shtick. I will listen to your show. Tell the story again. Fuck. I was in college and I was in a house that had uh, one, two, three, three bedrooms and then a garage. And there was a dude living in each bedroom and then two dudes living in the garage. So there were five of us total. And uh, and I stayed at the house. And I let homeless people stay in my backyard. And I made a list of all the homeless people that stayed there, at least for like one day or more throughout the entire year. And it was like 140. And it was like 72 dogs. And there was one guy that lived on the driveway, and he permanently lived there. And he had a blue Camaro, like an 87 Camaro. And he opened the door of his passenger side and, and then closed the door with the tarp in there and then drug the tarp over across the fence that he was parked next to. So he didn't really live in his car but he lived under the tarp that was part car, part tarp, part fence. And, uh, and he had a dog. What, what made me think of all this? Well, a couple things. He had a dog and the dog's name was blue. Like, and that was, it, it was a Husky with one blue eye and one brown eye hmm. and really creative name. He was a meth addict. He was meth and nicotine addict. He didn't drink. He was Christian out of the 140 people who lived through there throughout the, the year. Um, I think he was, I was trying to think, I think he might be the only one that wasn't a criminal. He was a hardcore Christian. He'd fucking come in the house, just fucking hopped up on meth and just be reading the Bible. And he always says, speed, weed, and nicotine, no alcohol in the library. That's, that's what his line was because he didn't drink. He's a recovering alcoholic. Speed, weed, and nicotine, no alcohol in the library. But everything else. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. It, it, it was it was a wild time. Only, only he was the only one that I think wasn't a thief. Almost all of the dudes, uh, there probably it was probably a hundred and thirty dudes and ten chicks. I I think that's an exaggeration. I can only remember one girl. I want to say one thirty nine to one. Uh, all criminals, few heroin addicts, but mostly alcohol and marijuana and nicotine. That was their like uh, some some pill poppers back then. They didn't have the pills that um that people are doing today. Is mostly uh, what did they do? There's a uh, 
What's the pill they did? Oxycontin? No, before it was even before then. Oh, like Vicodin? Uh, kind of, no, but but you're getting close. Val, it was Valium and something else. Anyway, I it, it's interesting. I don't know anyone who ever let homeless people live um, on their property like that. In my, in my whole life, and my my housemates hated me. And eventually, they all left except for two. And and homeless dudes with checks ended up uh, checks ended up moving through them. I also don't. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, Z- Xanax was one of them. Uh, Valium. There was this other one that um, there was this other one. You guys will know it if you hear the name. You don't hear it anymore. Quaaludes? Not Quaaludes, Perks, no. Um, prescription Coca-Cola. I used to drink a lot of diet. <laughs> I used to drink a lot of Diet Coke back then. I mean, a lot. Molly. <laughs> uh, Logan Mars, Sevon is going to begin to change his story so that he has new revised material. I have the list of all the people and dogs named somewhere. There was this other list I made after I got out of college too, out of the like, I'm making this number up. I'll have to find the list, but out of the 232 people I know who had dogs in college, I was the only one whose dog made it home with them. They either gave their dog away. They lost their dog. Their dog was hit by a car. They, the pound got it. I was the only like not, not one single college kid besides me. I was, it was, it was a trip. Something happened to him. Dogs in college. <laughs> oh yeah, I found, yeah. You want me to hear the angel of death story? No, I would not. Tell oh story. yeah, that story is dark. Anyway, um, so uh, so look at number ninety eight here. Uh, I let homeless people uh, look at look at ninety eight. They're asking people in Massachusetts. By the way, I would never do that again. I would never, I would never let homeless people st- stay with me and my family. I would never, ever do that again. I got that out of my system in college. I would never, ever, ever do that again. That is nothing kids or family or productive people should be around. It was more like an anthropological study for myself. I didn't even do speed. I mean, I smoked weed and, and, um, and, and drank and, and smoked cigarettes. I, did the, uh, I didn't do the speed. You kept it basic. Yeah, I kept it. And and they and cool things would happen. You know what I mean? Like your house would get a new lamp or there'd be a couch on your driveway you could sit on and and, and you'd see some cool dog fights. <laughs> your occasional meth explosion in the kitchen. Just fine. I would never ever, yo, Logan Mars, do it again. No, there's no fucking way. There it was it's there's no way. On Anybody, top of that, my mom was my mom was paying my rent. Can you imagine if my mom knew what I was doing with her money? What'd you say, Susa? Did you like vacuum the place ever? I don't think we owned a vacuum. What did the bathroom look like? Uh, you know what's funny is I, I, the medicine cabinet. I just remember having lots of bottles of like uh, stuff that killed um, lice. What was that? DEET? Is that is that what that stuff is that killed? I remember there being bottles of DEET in there. And uh, every once in a while, if you ran out of toilet paper, you'd see some weird shit in the trash can, like someone wiped their ass with a shirt or something. There would be occasional needle in there. Oh. Who took out the trash can? I don't even know. I'm trying. I can't. I, I was trying to even remember where the trash cans were in that place. Did you ever keep food in the kitchen? Yeah, I would. So they would bring tons of food from the. Um, there were a couple indoor homeless people, like ones that were allowed, like inside. <laughs> Carms was the name of one of them. Black guy with dreads. Carms. He slept on the couch with my great Dane in the kitchen. We had a couch in the kitchen. Wow. It was and like he would bring. Stuff. 
He would bring food from like the church or you know what I mean? Just like cardboard boxes full of food. Yeah. And then I would make it all up in pots. I was usually the cook. I don't know what the percentage of the deet was, but eventually I had crabs when I lived at that house and I thought I would just, I thought I would fight them off myself by picking them out. <laughs> you, have I ever told you that story? No. But when I had crabs, it's crazy. I didn't even know that was a real thing. Yeah, they eat your they eat your pubic hair and then they they sit in the um, hair follicle and then like you see them and then you can just scrape them out with your fingernail and if you look closely you're like, oh fucker, you're a crab. He's got like pinchers and shit. I think they Holy eat the pubic fuck. hair and then and then hang out in the uh, the follicle. Is that what that hole is called? Those little holes, follicle. <laughs> yeah, hair follicle. Yeah. Anyway, and after like two Dude, months of warring with them <laughs> i never told you this i would pick the, oh. this is going to trip you out I, here here you go i would pick the crabs off my hair follicle and i stored them in an altoids container i had i had dude. a thousand crabs dude did you name them all and make a list no but it was crazy <laughs> did you dude so them? many people are telling me this oh look bruce knows okay so i've told this story uh sevy your kids need to learn how to golf uh, their pro uh, reception would make them naturals. Everyone keeps telling me that. Uh, someone uh, went by me to, in Newport Beach the other day and was like, hey, you got to get your kids into uh, golf. Anyway, I ended up using Deed on my pubes and that killed them. Wow. <laughs> I um, You know what's crazy is when I, one day I came home, I was going to college at the time, I came and I had a king size mattress on the floor that I probably found out in the street somewhere. That's probably how I got the crabs. And I came home and there were like 10 or 11 people sitting on my mattress smoking my weed. And it was during like the peak of my crab infestation. Oh, did you go in biological warfare? No, I was like, I was like, okay, well, fuck you guys. You're in my room. You stole my weed. Fuck you. You got what you deserve. (laughs) (laughs) You opened your Altoids can and dumped it on top of them. When you boys are itching, think of me. Thank God, dude. That if I had if I had social media back then, holy shit! Wow. Oh, maybe Rid. Is it Rid? Maybe Rid. Thinking of Rid. That sounds. That sounds maybe. Right. Instead of Rid. No, that sounds (laughs) the stuff that the shampoo that the shampoos that we had. We had a bunch of different bottles of like prescription like lice killer. Yeah, stay with that lice killer. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't get happy titus. Uh, maybe I did get happy titus. What's happy titus? Hepatitis. Yeah. <laughs> I could not when you got when I got it, it's happy titus. <laughs> yeah, it was for lice. Okay. It was for lice. Not raid. Not raid. No, it definitely wasn't raid. It was like it looked like cough syrup bottle. Had like the safety cap on it and shit, and then you poured it out in your hand. Smelled horrible. No, I can't get, no, I'm, no, I don't know. Uh, hepatitis is an inflammation of the liver that is caused by a variety of infectious viruses, non-infectious agents, leading to a range of health problems, some of which can be fatal. No, no, listen. Let me, let me give you a lesson in viruses here. <laughs> I have a, my, I have a, my stomach is a steel trap. I can eat a license plate and shit out, like, it'll shit out powder. I'm like a shark. <laughs> okay uh we there's some great content anyway i just want to let you know that another uh another thing another accolade that i have that you don't have or you don't know anyone has i let shitloads of homeless people with me 
I walk the walk. Oh, here it is. Yeah, listen to this. Don't do it. You don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. I have better, I have better friends now. I have way cooler friends. Scientologists and shit. Okay, here we go. Most importantly, if you have an extra room or suite in your home, please consider hosting a family. Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. Become a sponsor family. You can contact no. the Brazilian Workers no. Center. Do not do that. Do not do not do that. Do not become a sponsor family. Sevon, that's not very thoughtful of you. Listen, support people that you want to support. Go down to the fucking Starbucks or no, sorry, go down to the local Paper Street coffee store. Go in there and the fucking 27 year old mom that's working 60 hours a fucking week serving you coffee and smile at you fucking tip her 20 bucks. Buy her a fucking $50 gift card at Whole Foods or fucking something. Do not do not just re start rewarding everybody and anybody. You have a fucking scratch to reward people. Reward the people you want to see flourish in your community. Start fucking taking. Oh, none of those homeless people got better. None. Most of them died or went to jail. I didn't also let them in because I was trying to get them better or anything. I just thought it would be cool. I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> I, just, I, just did, I didn't do it for any like noble reason. Just an experiment. No one does. Yeah, no one does. No one does. Out of all those people up there on stage, how many think of them are sponsors of families inside their homes? Fucking zero. How many of them? And um, how many of them actually know what the problem is that they refer like that they know what's going on? Not <laughs> hey, let's close the border. <laughs> I was telling Susan the other day. Imagine you're in your fucking room, making out with Grace, and you hear someone in your kitchen, and you go out there, and it's some fucking man in your kitchen eating your food. You fucking punch him in the throat and call the cops, right? Throw yeah. him down the stairs. Uh, but 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 when they do that in our country, because that's someone broke into your house and is stealing your shit, or let's say not eating your food, let's say he was carrying your stereo out. But for some reason, when someone breaks into our country, they're not called and 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 they're um, stealing from our government. They're not called thieves or crooks. They're called migrants. It's like, you're not a fucking migrant. My parents were migrants. They're called, it's called immigrants. That's when you come in legally. You're breaking into what, what is our country. And you're stealing our shit. Uh-oh, here we go. Wow. Okay, Jordan. All right. Didn't think I was going to see this. Jordan Sepala. Uh, we had homeless people living at our place growing up. We helped them get off drugs and go to church, and liberals still try to lecture me. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I wasn't doing any of that. I, okay, I, I feel you on that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, if you have an intention to, like, add value to someone's life, I just wanted fucking people to hang out with, I guess. I don't know what I was doing. And then I became homeless. I like how they phrase it as families too. How many how many of them do you think are actually like families? Because when I heard that word, I pictured like, you know, a mom, a dad, and their two young kids just trying to get get by. But like how many of them do you think that, that that's the situation? It's like two kidnapped kids in the coyote, or like what's the really the uh right. equation there? <clears throat> They're just waiting to have their abdomen cut open at the so they can pull out the fentanyl they smug smuggled in. Okay. Uh, 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 Logan Mars, you are what you eat. Well, that's a perfect segue. Uh, number 97. <laughs> what you identify with has limits. 
you can identify with being a man or a woman or a dog or a cat. <laughs> but let me tell you what you can't identify as. Here we go. One more slide, please. Oh, there's no sound. Oh, uh, why? Hey, dude, that's happening more and more. What's going on? I don't know. Instagram did something with the audios, and now only some of them will pop up. I don't understand. That's just, I wonder if it's a new form of uh, censorship. You think that they know because it's, we're going on YouTube with it? No, like they just don't. They just stripped the audio from that dude's content. Like, can you still see that on your phone and, and listen to the audio? I don't know, but I, but I, oh, I can try. I, I, I listened to that one this morning. I got up at 5 a.m. to bring that to you. That's fucking fresh content. Fresh. Just as fresh as that dude's shirt. Hold Let on me see. Uh, oh, I don't even have it in my notes here. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, it works on your, oh, but it doesn't work on the computer, on desktop. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's weird. Damn. Uh, turntable. Uh, another parallel. I had a couple of homeless friends who I let stay in my mom's backyard in a tent until they moved to the local park. They were Nazis, but one was black. Oh, yeah. I had, I had that, too. I had I, I, the black guy wasn't a Nazi, but I had some Nazis in there. I mean, once they become homeless, they're not really Nazis anymore. They're, they kind of give that shtick up. Mine did. More important shit to worry about. They didn't just want drugs. They they don't care who they get them from. Uh, Ninety six. Um, this I think we're gonna get dinged for, but I only we're only gonna play a little piece of this. It's not even really that good of a joke. I just want to let you hear uh, something Dave Chappelle says in here. Let's see. Here we go. Went to a gallery party. All right. I don't know who in here has ever been rich before, but these are very nice parties. (laughs) There was a few eccentric types. One of which was a very wealthy man that happened to be wearing a dress. I don't know what you call Mally. This is a tranny or dra- drag queen. There it is. There it is. There it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, that, is. that is what you call them, trannies. That's correct. It's not derogatory at all. It's a fun word to say. It's a fun word to say. <laughs> totally chill. So is, the, so is that N-word that they use in rap songs. Fun word to say. Not offensive. You know what I'm talking about, right? The one that makes me uncomfortable? Nevada. It's all, it's all good. We're all good. We're all good. Uh, 95, George Jorge. Jorge Floyd. God, I'm so happy. Uh, yes, Omar. He is. He is. I've never seen it spelled like that. Um, uh, George Floyd. I don't think a lot of Democratic voters even know what they're voting for. I think they're trying to be so progressive that they're actually becoming more regressive. I mean, think about it like this. Remember when George Floyd died, right? They said defund the police, right? So defund the police. Guess what happens after that? Crime went up 200%. Now when grandma needs to, you know, somebody breaking grandma's house, you try to call the police, nobody shows up. How does that help? All these things are like emotionally based. I feel like people. I, I don't understand How people don't just get this. I don't understand how anyone is a Democrat. Everyone that's a Democrat hates black people. You have to understand that. If I tell you I love black people and that's why I want to defund the police because police are hurting black people and then we get rid of police and black on black crime increases 34 percent and the cops won't come to grandma's house and they won't engage people in neighborhoods or anyone that's black for their safety. Then then, you know, I'm lying to you. 
It's the outcome that matters. My words don't matter at all. It's the outcome that matters. If I'm beating you with a bat telling you I love you, <laughs> do you believe any of that? I, un I fully... I just don't understand that. I was gonna say I understand why, but it's it's a it's a it's a level of stupidity that's beyond me. Okay, I mean it's so fucking beyond me. All those people in Portland, if you see a Black Lives Matter sign, just just assume that means I'm a fucking racist. Just fucking assume it. It's so you're at the 99 yard line of accuracy. It's fucking nuts. It's it is it is absolutely batshit nuts. I, I just don't get it. Oh, okay, keep going. But decide to vote for uh you know a political party is almost like they're voting for a certain team. You know, no matter if your team sucks or not, you're still going to invest in that team. You're still going to bet on that team. Winners don't do it like that. Also, look at Chicago, for instance. They had Lori Lightfoot. I was thinking that man, you can't get any worse than Lori Lightfoot. They voted in Brandon Johnson. Then it makes me actually think, like, what, what policies did y'all vote on? You know what I mean? Because he said he was going to be light on crime. He said that he was going to bring all the immigrants in. So why are these people complaining? So a lot of people, I feel like, are misinformed on what they're voting for. They're paying attention to race. They're paying attention to all these social issues instead of paying attention to their money. Instead of paying attention to what's going to be best for the nation. I don't think a lot of Democrat voters even. Why would you want anyone who's light on crime? <laughs> yeah, that's fucking because you don't own any property. You don't own a business and you blame other people for your problems. Clock, the people who launched police reform, defunding, bail reform, et cetera, were, uh, were and are acting on the basis of the coldest logic. It's done quite intentionally, not emotionally. Voting against your own self-interest. Holy shit. It's so fucked up. Spot on, Sousa. Jenny Vaccaro. It, it's it's batshit crazy. That George Floyd thing. I like how he said when George Floyd died. <laughs> he didn't put the spin on it. Didn't put the news headline spin. Uh, number 94, I was thinking about how good it must be if, like, you've been a Republican for, like, 30 years. How good it must feel like you're like, fuck. Finally. Like, some people are starting to get it. <laughs> and you're kind of, and you're probably excited as you watch California just fucking. By the way, I just drove. 99% uh, of California is still absolutely amazing. When I, I just drove uh, from Newport Beach to here. God, the middle of the state and up through Paso Robles and the wineries. It's crazy. Hundreds of miles of just beauty. Mm -hmm. So nice. By the way, is it warm at your house today? It's completely overcast here and warm. It was warm last night, too. It's like 70 degrees last night. Yeah, it's, it's. I think we're probably a little bit harder than that, but it's definitely still overcast. I think some of those fires in Portland are affecting us. Like, the Oh, hate. really? Yeah. I don't, have, I don't have haze like that. I, I have marine layer, crazy marine layer keeping the heat in. Mm -hmm. okay here we go uh congratulations you you have now been vindicated i mean you would never see a comic doing this fucking 20 or 30 years ago eating transgenders and women's sports 
That's a real debate that's happening across the country. And people are at each other's throats. Like the right-wingers are like, that's a biological man. He can't compete in women's sports. And then the left-wingers are like, what do you mean that's a man? That's a beautiful woman with a penis. And like they're <laughs> furious, just arguing with each other. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, can we all just take a deep breath and take a step back and just return to a simpler time when we had consensus on this issue and we all agreed that we don't care about women's sports. <laughs> like, what? Do you know what we used to say about the WNBA in 1995? Nothing, we didn't have a WNBA in 1995. And we all got along just fine. Good setup. Awesome. Just giving it to the people. Just giving it to them. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, that's good. Moment of thought. I'm just thinking, like, what, what, what. I'm just thinking, nah, I, I need to develop this thought. This one's going to rub. I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way if I don't have this developed. <laughs> uh, so I was walking down um, Newport Beach, uh, down the, the the bike path there that goes along the beach, and there was a guy in front of me who was really, really jacked, like weird jacked, like, mm -hmm. like those calves that are like softball, just weird, so weird jacked. And someone runs up to him full speed and goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's you. I can't believe it's you. I love your TikTok. I love your TikTok. And he's just going off on the guy. And uh, and the guy's like a little like the guy's really calm and, and handles it and tries to like start asking the guy questions. Oh, uh, you know, where are you from? What's your workout regimen? Shit like that. And as he walks off, I hear him say, well, nice to see you, Joey. Joey Swole. And then I was like, oh, so I looked him up on Instagram and the guy is like three million uh followers or 2.9 million or something mm -hmm. anyway and that was it and um and then i saw this this is crazy number 88 and now, now that i saw this i wish i would have said something to him i saw this this is on um mark bell's instagram and this is this is so awesome right here i really like this i like how that much boo i like that there's boob flopping around in it don't <laughs> i really like it but i but the message is great too so I just got out of the gym and uh, this guy that I see in there all the time, he's got like tattoos all over him. He looks like super tough. And I've been working out for like probably a little over two years now, maybe, like at least in the gym. Anyways... There's a lot of thoughts that go through your head being a bigger woman in the gym. And I'm walking out of the gym just now and he goes, hey, I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. And he goes, I can I've seen you in here every week. Every every almost every day, I've seen you in here every week and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Four words takes two seconds that can literally make someone's day, their week, their month, 
and extinguish a lifetime of hate that could leave somebody crippled with insecurity and self-doubt. This video is incredible. Thank you for sharing it, Steph. It's going to inspire so many. This is true gym culture. This is what we need more of. Go watch the full video on her page. Show her some love. And remember, don't be the reason someone quits. Be the reason they stay and succeed. So hey. I just got out of the I love her, by the way. First time I just stared at her boobs, second time I listened to what she was saying. So I saw that guy walk in Newport Beach, and then this pops up in my feed the other day, which is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because I searched him. Um, but Oh, that is probably why I searched him, and then Mark Bell, and then there's the tag. Interesting. For sure. Um, you don't even have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, you can go out of your way. There's, there's, and I don't, yeah, he's so jacked. He's so jacked. I like to give people like that deserve uh, recognition. That's what I mean by vote. You don't even have to, you don't have to give someone money. You can vote, you can vote with your kindness. Like, you can see someone and just smile at them or hold the door open for them extra long or go out of your way to say hi to them. That's voting. That's like that's like real voting, and that's what that guy did. I mean, he took it to the extreme by saying, "I'm proud of you." That could have gone sideways. He could have just been like, "Hey, girl, what's up?" Or like, you know, I probably wouldn't have said if I wanted to give her some love. I would have just, I wouldn't have said, "I'm proud of you." I would have just been like, "Hey, what's up? How long you been going here?" I just would have small talked her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, you're killing it. You got a good sweat. You inspire me. Shit like that. Well, Jody has a great point. She says this is a typical behavior in a CrossFit box. And that's, I actually saw that same clip last night. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, which was pretty funny. But uh, it's moving, right? You're stoked for her. Oh, for sure. But I was just thinking that's, that's anybody who walks into a CrossFit affiliate. That's our, that's my gym. And like, I was also thinking about how tough it'd be to go to like those four lease models, like a 24 hour fitness, Planet Fitness, LA Fitness. To not have any direction, feel insecure and everything else you're going to feel when walking into that gym and then have nobody be there to be like, hey, what's up? Welcome in. Let me show you how to do stuff. This is so-and-so. This is so-and-so. Let me flip the script on you. You know what's harder than walking into a 24-hour fitness? Hmm. Or a or Gold's or Planet Fitness? Walking into a CrossFit gym that doesn't do that because it's yeah. small, there's nowhere to hide, and everyone's clicky. And I keep fucking hearing about these affiliates that do that. I keep hearing about these affiliates where the teachers, the, 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 this gym isn't this gym isn't an affiliate anymore, but it's a CrossFit gym. And I just had a, a, a friend go to it in Newport Beach. The coach didn't even fucking introduce themselves. Mm, that's rough. Guys, what's up? Susa here. I see some new people. What's up, girl? Looking strong. Any questions, you come get me. What's your name? Haley. Hey, Haley. What's up, girl? Thanks for coming. Like I said, I'm Matt Souza. I'm here. The warm-up's there on the board. Let's get started, everyone. Um, we don't walk people through warm-ups here, but I will be walking around. Stop, I mean, bare minimum. Right. Bare fucking minimum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bare minimum. <laughs> If you don't do that, your gym's fucked. I just, I just, I just heard about another. I just heard about another gym in uh, in uh, Texas like that. 
And what makes that worse is at least at Planet Fitness, you know what you're getting yourself into. CrossFit gyms are small. They feel clicky. They're intimidating because everyone's on top of you, and there's always one fucking person there. It's amazing. Listen, if you think you're the fittest person in your fucking CrossFit gym and you love your gym, you owe it to say hi then to every a new member then. You're the fittest fucking chicken there. You're the hottest chicken there. You know who you are. Go over and say hi to every new person. Yep. Keep your gym open. Keep the other members happy. Keep the money flowing to your coaches so they can keep that place uh, going. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, that's 100% the owner's fault. I I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I'm just saying also, though, if you're, if you're members, you got to – like whenever people would come to – new jujitsu people come to my kids' classes, I always say hi to the parents. And, and you know what? Half the parents are assholes to me. Like, yeah. they, like, like they have no social skills, but I don't care. I want, I would say, hi, how are you? It's cool that you're here. This is a great place. I love the teachers. We've been coming here for three years to let them know that like, cause, cause I, the only reason why I care is because I want uh, my coaches to be, get rich. I want my coach to make $487,000 a year under the table. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And if you're not, like you said, there's a bare minimum. Someone could even walk in. You could be feeling busy and super stressed. We, we had that happen to us with a, with a, a, a server at the fine dining restaurant. Um, and even if you're under oh, that. You mean you're talking about in, um, when we were in Madison. Yeah. Yeah. We went but, to a place, we went to a place where we dropped a thousand dollars every night for dinner and, and yet we couldn't get, we were assholes when we put seven people at our table instead of six Go yeah. fucking idiots. And the crazy thing is, is people don't realize that if she just would have, instead of starting to push back against us, if she just would have took a breath and like, and she did eventually she came back and did this. But if you're in the, we had to, we had to coach her. We had to talk to her. Yeah. You had to waitress. We had to coach our waitress. And kid Glover into like realizing that everything's okay and it's fine, but that'll happen sometimes at a CrossFit gym. You're coaching a class. Maybe you're trying to help somebody. You see two new people walk in. You're like, Oh, what do I do? Literally all you have like finish your sentence here walk immediately over to the people that are standing there, shake both their hands, say, hi, what's your name? Okay. Awesome. Hey guys, I'm with this class. I need to jump back in here. If you wait here for five, 10, whatever minutes, I'll come back to you. If not, this would be a great time for you to come back in and we could chat right when this class is over. And then you immediately just go back to your class and anybody who, you know, understands that, okay, this person's working. They don't have the time right now. You've already acknowledged him. You said, hi, you made him feel and all every time people come in, I'm like, Hey, make yourself at home. Foam rollers are over there. You can put your stuff down over there. Bathrooms are down the hall. Come on in. You want to chill? Sit on an assault bike. Class starts in 15 minutes. It's not hard. Just treat them like you would if they were walking into your own home. Unless you're an asshole. Amen. <laughs> in your own home as well. <laughs> hey, um, those headphones that um, Caleb's wearing? Yeah. Why do they sound so good when Caleb uses them, but they sound like ass when John Young uses them? I don't think John Young has them plugged in. I was thinking that same thing when I was listening to him. I was like, this motherfucker probably just has them on as a prop. It sounded like it was just coming from his computer. Well, you could hear it. He tapped on it and it sounded like it, but I think he had it like half disconnected. Hey, you're completely gone now. It's just kind of fuzzy, but yeah, I always wondered. Hey, how is how is he going to plug that into a, if Caleb gets a, the this roadcaster, how is he going to plug that into the roadcaster? That only has one plug and the roadcaster has two. I, what do well, you mean? Yeah. Broadcaster has two. Like, can't those headphones? Are those headphones wireless capability too? Bluetooth? No. How does P- does Peter have a roadcaster? Because Peter was using them without a mic. I mean, not the mic connected to the headphones, but a different mic. Oh, that's interesting. Does Peter have a roadcaster? I don't know if he does or not. Probably I think you could know. probably. Does those convert to USB C? Like, no. when you plug them in, or you could probably get a dongle. 
Yeah, I plug mine into you. you th- does the roadcaster use you? Have a you you? I don't know USB about anyone, but mine has USB uh, C ports. But for plugging in mics and headphones, you know what I mean. Basically, the way the roadcaster is, is the mic and the headphone have different plugs. Yeah, I know. I'm just wondering, and, and that only has one plug. I don't fuck Caleb's shit up, or if I do, he's got to get a, a different mic and a headset, different mic and headset. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Think we uh, Mrs. Burns from uh, SabbathEssentials.com. SabbathEssentials.com. Stuff, uh, my wife sprays their stuff on my kid's face. I don't know what it is. Wish I could tell you more. But I know she wouldn't spray it on their face if it, she didn't believe in it. Yeah, Grace has been using that stuff since she got it too. Remember, my kids are pure. No ear infections, no nose infections. No pharmaceutical. They don't take any pharmaceutical drug- drugs from Pfizer or anybody. Although, although I will say this, I do think that I gave, I had Avi do 100 burpees for time the other day, and I think he got uh, uh, exertion compartmental syndrome. I just, that's my diagnosis. And I did give him a Tylenol. I got in a little bit of trouble from my wife. Anti-inflammatory. I was Google doctor. Yes, Miss Burns. Uh, yep, Matt and I, uh, Matt and I went into a coffee shop. I think that's her husband. Uh, first, and the people in there were super kind and helpful, but we walked into the gym area almost an hour before class, and not a single person came up to us. You scroll up, you can see who she's talking about. Oh, the gym. I don't know if you want. To, yeah, I don't know if you want to. I probably don't. I probably don't because when I think of gyms with coffee shops, I don't want to say anything bad about that gym. Oh, I have some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I went to Mayhem, I was one hour. Uh, it was one hour before a single person uh, said hi to me. One hundred people in the gym at the time. That's a so now that's an interesting situation, right? A hundred people. Jim, I'm talking about had like 16 people most. I don't know. I don't know what you do if you have 100. The same thing you do if you got 10. Sorry. Okay, fine. It works the same way. It either happens all the time and it's part of like baked into your culture or it's not. It's intentful or it's not. Like I have this whole coach's book that I've created over the years. And the first like the whole time when we bring coaches in, it's especially if they're coaches that have already been coaching for a while is we walk through this whole entire thing of like, the culture, how you handle conflict, how you handle dealing with members, how you handle like the whole thing is what we go over majority of the time. Like rarely do I get into until it's been a while and you've had a lot of reps in there. Do we get into like the tactical side of it? Or like, Hey, make sure that this person is sitting back in their heels more. Like I will tell you that that's probably the least, especially if you have somebody who knew is new in the gym, nobody gives a fuck about that. Do not go over to your brand new member. Who's just getting their legs wet with all this or their feet wet rather. That's the same with all this and say, Hey, you need to go lower in your squat. Like you need to make sure your wall ball hits the 10 pound, the, the 10 foot target. Like what the fuck are you doing? Shut up. Yeah. Teach him CrossFit. This isn't the fucking open. Pay attention to your bullshit ass standards during the open. Right. Caleb, you're laughing because you agree or disagree with me. No, I agree. Okay. Cause that's going to be like the only people who don't it's agree. It's almost or- like that. The first 30 days, it's only say nice shit to him. It's, it's, it's it probably is like that. that. It should only fucking move that, and not be fake, but just move the story forward. Uh, th- thank you for showing up on time. Hey, great job with your uh, depth today on the squat. Hey, I appreciate you wiping down your equipment. I noticed you doing that. Yeah, just anything, what, right? It's just constant reinforcement of the shit you like, dude. When I go day to- thirty-one, hey, fuck nut, you're not hitting the target. <laughs> <laughs> At the time there, then you could once you built the relationship, you could tell them whatever, and it's gonna be fine once you've established the, ch- the once you've established the trust. 
right? So if I were to have somebody, like let's say this, we got uh, Hillary in the comments. So if somebody came in and is not reaching depth, the first thing I'm going to do is figure out why the fuck aren't they? Are their hips tight? Is there some sort of mechanical issue? Are they, are they too far forward and rolling to their toes? Like why aren't they hitting them? And as a coach, if you can't answer that, then first off, shut the fuck up. Go back and read, go back and study, go back and learn. Find another coach who's been around a while and I say, hey, why isn't Johnny reaching depth over there? Is it something to do with his position, his mobility? Then think about that. Think about it, what it does to your credibility too when you solve somebody's problem. Like you solve like you solve their squat depth problem, or you squat you solve their like hip tightness problem. They're like, oh, now my low back pain's gone. This guy must know what he's talking about. Now they now they're buying into your to their relationship between the you and that person. They just they believe that whatever what you're selling them, what you're what you're coaching them, how they want to do that. They want to ask you more questions. They want to solve whatever other problems that they might have. Oh, I have shoulder pain now. Oh, how do I fix that? Now yeah. they're buying into your methodology. Exactly. And so if you just are focused solely on a standard, you got to remember first, they're not in a fucking competition. You're just trying to get them to move really yeah. well. And so when I tell people, when we start to go down that path of a standard, I always just refer to it as virtuosity. It's like, hey, you want to perfect this air squat. You want to make sure you hit full range of motion. You want to make those wall balls look perfect. And I'm not saying like, that's a no rep or, you know, that one doesn't count. It's like, no, 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 no. Pedro, what's up with the headset? Stay in your lane. Uh, do, do you have a roadcaster and do you plug that road headset into the roadcaster? It's a fucking road headset. You'd think they'd find a way to make it work with the roadcaster, right? Does it work with it? Because it only has with that one plug. Uh, number, number 93, uh, no, no, number 93, number 93, uh, British weightlifting, just straight, look at, it, it's like, it's like, um, it looks like a, uh, it looks like a, the KKK bathroom code or like what the Nazi, it looks like Nazi propaganda. Look at this. Go to the next one. Look at, this is, um, uh. British weightlifting is delighted to announce new round of funding for its coaching scholarship scheme to encourage more white people to be qualified. Okay, keep going. Uh, keep going. Applicants, uh, we welcome applicants from coaches who fit into one or more of the following categories. These are the categories you have to have in order to get uh, uh, to become to get the scholarship. You must be white. You must be a man. You must be over 40. You must be white. You must be rich. <laughs> you must be you must only like that. the you must only like people with the genitalia. Wow, they even have a genitalia clause. You must only uh, want to have intercourse with people uh with a genitalia opposite of yours. And fuck no immigrants or refugees, please. You <laughs> disgusting heathens. So fucking nuts, dude. How do you post that shit? Your comment's great. <laughs> They're committed to diversity. Uh oh, here we go. Um I have something else. I can't remember the name of it. Great. But I don't use the mic on the headset. Ah. British weightlifting. That's why. That's why you have one comment on your site, you fucking idiot. And I mean that with uh, no peace and no love. Uh, Dustin, if you like anal, does that qualify you in LGBTQ plus? 
a, that is a totally fair question. I mean, how are they supposed to know if you're from the LGBTQ plus community? That's not even a real, that's just like some imaginary bullshit. <laughs> I thought they were all about individualism. Why would they all just cluster into a community? That's another great question. Uh, 92. Um, the world went wrong when we put feelings ahead of facts. By the way, that's by the way, that's how I grew up. That sums up how I grew up right away. Political, that's what political correctness is. Feelings ahead of facts. I don't really want to tell them that the earth is round. It might hurt their feelings. Okay, this is a real commercial from the 1980s. Doug? Why are you hanging out with him? He can't even walk. Yeah? Well, I can. And I'm walking away from you. Actually, let's roll. <laughs> Making fun of someone with a disability is retarded. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Is that real or is that just a clip it afterwards? I wonder. I don't know, but I love it. It, it, it. That pretty much sums up how I, that's me right there. That's like, that's, that's how I grew up. That's how I've been brainwashed. That's my indoctrination was that shit like that. I thought it was going to go into the kid that like made the comment about the guy in the wheelchair and be like, remember if that comment hurts you, he's getting diddled by uncle buck at home. <laughs> that's why he's harboring such hate in his heart. <sighs> I think it's actually from... Oh, look at this. Mike McCaskey. Savon's comment there on the British weightlifting site was flagged and hidden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every almost every time I post, I get a warning from uh, Instagram. Almost every time, anywhere I post. I get something like, this has been posted before. Are you sure you want to post it? Oh, look at uh, Savon's dog. They exclude dog fuckers. They do. Oh, Oh, too soon with that. Too too Come on, dude. Uh, Harry balls on you, Caleb. You liking? I'm not watching it. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Ahsoka. Yeah, it's a it's Ahsoka, which is like a Star Wars series that they created. Oh, Ahsoka. Uh, Mike Sauer, uh, Caleb Sevon. Instructions are in the DMs for Road. Oh, thank you, Mike. I'm right, guy. Wow. Good dude. Oh, don't ruin, don't ruin it. That dude is in on SNL. Please don't ruin it. Are those your pants? Not real. Please don't ruin it. Those are his pants. Oh my god. What goodness. pants? Who? What where? Oh my goodness, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Fuck the internet. <laughs> Uh, Fuck the internet. Fuck the internet. <laughs> Dude. Uh, 91, this guy was a guest on the show. I unfortunately forget his name, but I really like him and I like what he's doing. I always want to support uh, people who are homeschooling their kids. You know, it, I've, I've really been thinking uh, um, tra Travis's Travis called me the other day and he said, hey, uh, ESPN's talking about doing a show, a pilot with me called Helicopter Dads. And they said, do you know any other Helicopter Dads? And I gave him your name. And I said, oh, that's cool. And he said, will you do it? I said, yeah, for sure. He goes, you know, we're going to get tore up. I go, I don't care. And, you know, I, the more and more I've been just thinking about it, you can't even compare 
you can't even compare people who homeschool their kids to people who send their kids to school. We're not even, we're not, we're not doing the same thing. You had a kid and you send your kid to school to be raised. You had a kid. You're sending your kid to be behind a chain link fence nine hours a day from when they're five to when they're 17. Yeah, but dude, some people don't have an option. Hey, hey. Like, what are you going to do if you're that single mom, like trying to make ends meet and barely like cutting it, they, you know, paycheck to paycheck? And, and you, what are you going to do? Hey, with I, I, I'm, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different, that's a different story. That's no, a different story. There's right. But, but why did you even have kids? You didn't, you didn't even want to raise your kid. You were, you didn't even want to raise your kid to begin with. Don't get me wrong. I, I went to school too. I'm not like, um, I mean, as I say, we, all three of us here were behind that chain link fence. Totally. In totally. And so I think probably what matters most if you don't have that option, because I that's a that's a pretty fucking luxurious option to be able to. I don't think that. so. I don't think so. I don't I mean, think it's luxurious. You have to be able to have one parent for sure not working. I, I don't think it, I'm sure. I don't I'm think it's sure. Luxurious. I don't think it's luxurious. Whoa, 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 whoa. What was happening there? Luxurious is when you. Luxurious. God damn it, caller. Caller's about to get cut. Where's Dave? Nice. Eating beaver, man. Can't cut eating beaver. <laughs> Caleb, Sula, Savon, how you guys been, man? What's up? What's up, dude? Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the first time I called in, because uh, I was formerly known Michael C. I called in, Savon, to talk to you about how I appreciated the stuff you are posting on Instagram about being a parent and that kind of stuff. Then it went into my dick pic, accidental dick pic picture. Um conversation but thank you for the update now and it's all coming back to me now yep. can you imagine buying a dog and not having not having a water bowl for it or a leash that's what Absolute, it's like that's uh, what it's no. like that's what it's like fucking sending your kid to school you just didn't plan you're, you're not raising well, remember, your own kid you're outsourcing your kid you're it's stupid it's i'm saying it well, here if you're, if you're stupid the, well if you remember the last time that we talked i also just joined the school board Oh, to try to tell me, tell figure me. out the inside. Right? Tell me, tell me. Well, before I get before, before I get into that, I wanted to uh, uh, go back and just kind of remind the story about my son, and then maybe you know my parenting experience might be able to help some other people out as well. So, you know, at my my uh, oldest boy, I have two boys. My oldest boy, when he turned uh, thirteen in middle school, um, started having a lot of problems, and I was so singularly focused on keeping him away from drugs. I did not realize what social media and all the other things in the world were, were messing with him with. So, you know, he went right, he, he um, started getting into trouble, was getting into fights. We ended up pulling him out. Uh, I ended up getting a call from the school saying that somebody wrote a suicide letter at school, that there were six students that didn't turn in their homework and in class homework, but one of them wrote a suicide letter. So in that, in that suicide letter, um, and if you remember the story, cut me off at any time, but in that suicide letter, um, one of the sentences in there said, and I hide behind my humor, right? So when I got home that night and I talked to him about it, that one sentence just kept sitting in my, sitting in my heart, right? Because when I asked him, he absolutely denied it. So this was like a Monday. So on Friday, I got off of work and I, I went in his room and I said, hey, but I'm going to be relentless on this one, you know? And I kind of highlighted all the things that he had been through. So he finally broke down, started crying and telling me that, you know, it was him that wrote it. He was embarrassed. He didn't want to, he didn't want to say anything. So, you know, we immediately did the counseling thing. We immediately tried to, you know, get involved and, you know, listening to you guys talk about, you know, the homeschooling and the parenting, 
I realized at that point, I was like that 15 or 30 minute a day dad, you know, because I got off of work. We maybe chatted for a few minutes about superficial things, eat dinner, off to bed, you know, and that routine was pretty. That's pretty, how I um, treat my dog, standard. by the way. That's how I treat my dog. Yep. 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 So it's pretty standard. Now, if you ask me, I'd say I was a pretty good parent, right? On the weekends, yep, of course. we were running around with my daughter doing soccer. And, you know, he was always kind of the tag along kid. So we pull him out of school a couple of weeks after all that, you know, we're doing the counseling counselors won't tell you what's going on. You know, when he, they meet with them one-on-one cause that's confidential unless they're going to hurt somebody or somebody else. So, you know, a couple of weeks later I get a call, Hey, Justin, some kids are going to jump him after school. So I run down to the school and when I get there, he's sitting in the parking lot um, and just wandered off campus on his own. And I'm a believer that the schools aren't there to raise my kids. Right. Like for me, it's, create a safe environment where my kid can learn. Like that's, that's the, that's all I, that's all I want from, from them. Right. So, you know, when I go and grab him out of the parking lot, we go in the office and, the, and I tell him, you know, he's not going to return to the school. And they're like, well, that's unfortunate. He's never been a problem. And my statement back to them was that's the problem, right? He's never been the problem. So we pull my kid out. I take him down to a Christian school. Um, he's in there for about a year and a half and he's slowly getting more and more withdrawn the entire time he's in that in that school so you guys ever you ever do the the family dinner night you know we have six of us so we're at a movie we can't pick where we want to go to dinner i'm like you know what screw it we're just going home i'm tired of arguing there's not real big arguments going but you know it's just uncomfortable right so i'm driving up the hill get get to the house in the morning my wife texts me when you get done mountain biking hey we need to talk and i'm thinking man it wasn't that big of an argument but when I get home, she's crying in our little home gym and says, hey, I spoke with uh, with my oldest son and he said that he's gay. So she she's like, uh, so I look at her and I'm like, OK, you know, and she's like, you're not mad. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not happy, but I'm not mad. Right. Like 15 years old. What's the sense for him to have to run and find a sexuality and all those kind of things? So later on that night, I called him in the room. We were speaking. He's like, do you remember the time I told you I wanted to wear nail polish? And you said, no, I said yes, I remember that. And he said, well, that's, that, that was something that I was trying to um, let you know. And I said, okay, but the nail polish, lipstick, that kind of stuff is still not going to be okay. But I want to remind you, I was the same way with your sister, right? So equal rules straight across my jobs to be moderation when it comes to parenting. So we're probably two or three years into this. So this is, this is where the story gets a little funny. I have a younger boy who's 15 girls are all over him. He's an athlete. He's got all kinds of stuff. So he emails or he texts me and my, my wife saying, Hey, there's an after party after the football game. It's probably a drinking party. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drink, but I'd like to go to the party. And if it's, if it gets too late, I might have to stay the night. I'm thinking to myself, this kid does not know how to lie for crap. Right. Yeah. 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 That's something <laughs> I would have used. That would have worked on my parents. Right. By the way. <laughs> right. Right. But, but, but here's the thing. I text him back because I know he won't drink. I'm not worried about that. But I know there's this girl, Lola, that's been trying to get in his pants, right? So I text him back. I'm like, hey, bud, trust you. You can stay till about midnight. I'll pick you up. I'll see you in a little bit. Five minutes later, my son, uh, my older son, he'd been pretty drawn in his room for, the, for about a year. But all of a sudden, you know, he's got this group of friends, mostly girls, right? He's hanging out. He's, he's gone. He's getting a little bit of a social life. So it's been kind of cool to watch. And you have to have different parenting approaches. Would you agree for, for each kid based off of their personality? Totally, the rules totally. are the same. Right? Well, they, right? manip- they manipulate. They, manip- they all have different manipulation skills. 
they're, they're exactly. all so that's, different. I get work by one of my sons and I don't even know how to stop it. That's a great, that's a great point. Cause that's exactly where this, this, this story hopefully kind of brings a little laughter into, into people's lives. So, so I tell him, Hey, I'm going to get you. Well, in that same night, that same, like 10 minutes later, my oldest son texts and says, Hey, is it okay if I stay at my, my girlfriend's house? Right. So throughout the time he's been hanging out with this group of girls, there's one that I've kind of noticed that they're a little bit closer. So I talked to my he's, daughter. He's like, gay though. He's gay, but he wants to United girls house. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so I, so I'm talking, so I'm talking to my, I'm talking to my daughter and I'm like, Hey, cause over this couple months, they've seen, they've gotten kind of close. She's like, dad, well, who else is he going to hang out with? Right. Like you're not going to let him hang out with boys. And she kept saying, well, I know that you it's, it's cause you don't want him to be gay. Right. And I said, no, I'm just, I'm just asking. I don't want him staying the night of false pretenses, those kind of things. So uh, I look at my wife when, when he sent the text and I, and we allowed him to stay the night and I looked at her and I said, is it bad? I'm hoping that girl sneaks in there and touches his little pee pee. <laughs> so, so a couple, couple of weeks ago, he came over with her and I can't, I cannot describe it because my message to him has been, and he had a little, he had a boyfriend that he dated for a couple of weeks. It didn't work out. They tried to touch base later or talk, talk. And he's like, we don't have anything in common. And my conversation to him was, you've been in a rush to find your sexuality at a very young age. You might miss the person that's you're really meant to be with. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so two weeks ago, so I think it's actually this week on Monday, they're at the house and he just, I don't know how to describe it. So he seemed more masculine to me. I don't, I mean, I don't know what it is. I told my wife, like, you know, I'm not. So the next day it's the three of us before everybody else gets home. And I, and I, I look at him, I said, Oh, it was nice hanging out with you and the girl or whatever. And I said, so, do you have something to tell me and mom? And he's like, well, actually me and her started dating last week. So I didn't overreact because, Hey, there's a chance. And listen, I, the thing for me was how does he know? Right. You shouldn't overreact when he says he's gay. You shouldn't overreact when he's straight. You should just be just holding it down, the fort down inside of you. Just let the, let these things pass through. You handle it. Perfect. I agree. So we wake up at one o'clock in the morning. I would not let my son wear uh, lipstick either, by the way. Or a fucking dress, I, I, or or any of that stuff. He can do that shit when it, later on, and basically for the same reasons you're that, saying. And my message to him is, if you and this is previous, but I've like do, do kids do put nail polish on, but what, what can I do? Yeah, yeah. Well, my message, my message to him has always been: don't do anything permanent until you're at least 25, and you really know it's what you want. You know, so. So me and my for, wife that wake goes up. for drugs too. I'm not opposed to drugs, but don't do fucking LSD until you're 25. Don't like just wait. Yep. Let your fucking yep, let brain, your brain develop. develop. Yeah, fuck, man. Yep. Well, so me and my wife wake up at one o'clock in the morning, and you know, because you know it's just running in our heads. It's been a roller coaster. So we're talking, but when we're at dinner that night, everybody gets home, and I and I tell Justin, I said, "Hey, Justin, you have anything to share with the family, right?" And he's like, "Oh, me and he tells the girl, me and the girl are dating." My daughter's like, I'm just blown away. And I don't mean devastated, but she was so, and she's older. She just turned 21, but she didn't realize like people can be confused. She thought that if you say you're gay, that means you're gay for life. You're, you know what I mean? You're born that way. There's no influences outside of the world that can cause you to question your sexuality. Right. I could kind of see it just kind of come crashing in her mind. Right. My younger boy, he looks over at us and he goes, well, why does he get to stay the night at girls houses? Right. Because remember, he was trying to sneak. And this was a part for me as a family. It was a good laugh because my oldest boy's not really a jokester. He looks at him and he goes, you should have just told him you were gay. 
it's been a roller coaster. Do, do you want to uh, hear something interesting too? Um, about keeping your kids out of school. Someone, by the way, in the comments said, "Hey, I have six kids. I homeschooled them until high school. I, then I let them go to uh, high school so that they could play sports, and I regret it." And yeah, you will fucking regret it. I'm just gonna tell you straight up, my kids are so fucking cool because they're not. They don't come home with all the dumb shit that the other kids do. I I I took my kids okay. down to Newport Beach the, um, this past week, and I put one of my sons, who's probably the mo- the mo- most timid out of the three sons. They're they're ex- all extremely present and confident boys, but relative to each other, there's the one that's the most insecure. And we go into this place. It's called the AOJ Art of Jiu Jitsu, the premier Jiu Jitsu academy in the fucking world. My son goes in there at six years old, and he takes uh, uh, two hours of Jiu Jitsu there uh, every day. For like eight days straight, right? He fucking wins. Uh-huh. It's a spar. They spar like fucking crazy. Second day there, he's got a black eye. He's always beat up. He wins probably um, fifty-four of his sixty sparring matches, and, and but the only ones he lost were in his first two days. And he's going against kids whose parents are world champions, and he walked out of there a completely different person because. He earned like he was more grounded in who he is. And because he was more grounded in who he is, I'm betting that he's not going to have to deal with uh, uh, picking his sexuality. Do, do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he, he's establishing such a deep belief in himself on the superficial level as a jujitsu practitioner, but more importantly, getting into his body, believing in himself, learning about how he moves, how he thinks, what he's capable of, how tough he is. And at the end of the day, to put kids in a situation where they're not constantly being challenged and developing their identity with real-world practical skills and tools is fucking nuts. It's nuts. And especially if you're a fucking boy. I can't speak to a girl. No fucking boys. My biggest concern about my kid being gay or not gay is just the fact that I feel like boys should not be left alone together, unsupervised. Like, yeah. like they, no, absolutely. they, and so you get two fucking horny boys together and it's like, Oh no, oh, Nelly. Like, I like the yeah, fact that yeah. I want them to have girls who are fucking like, tell them, no, you're, you're, you're going to take me out to dinner. You're going to hold the door open. You ain't fucking me for a year. Like I, like I need that kind of discipline and restriction and those kind of people around my kids and two boys will not be doing that. Two boys will be like, come on, let's go in the bedroom well, and jack each other off. <laughs> well, you know, and that's exactly and that, all and that's the year, thing that we're, not once until we're dead, until it hurts. <laughs> Till it's raw. You're right. Well, so so that's the thing that me and my wife were talking about one in the morning is listen, it's not about him being gay or straight. For me, it's how did he know if he didn't, if he didn't give it a chance. Right. So let him, you know, I'm, I'm happy that. And I even told him, I said, you know what? I'm proud that you are, you're, you're really that daring. You know, you want to go out there. You want to figure out who you are. All I'm saying is you don't have to figure it all out before you're 25, you know? So that, that's kind of the, message with that now now the other question was we were talking with a couple of other parents that that we've always kind of shared our parenting struggles with and i said but we've let them stay the night now right so what do we do and one parent that doesn't really agree with the gay she's like you let them stay the night as much as he wants and let them marinate in it (laughs) i don't know if i'm going that route but um so let's go back what is going on what is going on in the comments here what? Yeah, that's we crazy. just got a hell of a box. What the fuck? Whoa! 
what am I missing? What am I missing? Just, a, just the number one being ten. Go ahead. Go ahead and just start blocking all those people. Definitely I can't even keep up. What the fuck? Shit. Don't what worry about blocking anyone good, but go ahead and block all those people. Oh, this is kind of cool. Oh, I see it. You know what, oh, this, is, you know what this is going to do to the chat number? It's going to skyrocket it. It's going to drive it up. A lot of weird, a lot of uh, foreign. Look at Muslim. A lot of foreign. Uh, Mohit. Whoa. Bunsi. What? What I'm saying is resonating with somebody. Oh, I like I'm it. People to, are starting to, to get people are starting to get banned. I like it. Watching <laughs> them get banned. Smash! Oh wow! Hey, what? Smash the likes. Those people can stay. <laughs> <laughs> this is just tripping me out. Uh, hey, so I do want to say something here. Someone said uh, the biggest snowflakes I know were homeschooled. Uh, correlation, not causation. Hey, uh, one, I don't, I don't believe you, but I'm open to it. But there's a difference between being homeschooled by parents who are like, 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 like raising their kids, um, versus, uh, you, you know, you, you live in a fucking school bus and your parents are drug addicts. So I would, so I, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to be careful what I talk about on the school board side. I just, here's the thing: I got asked the the board that the school district that I'm in is. It's a, it's a small town that we're in. It's kind of like most California towns, like where you live, right? It's, it's more conservative or middle of the road, right? It's not far right, far left. Parents bring their kids to this community and the schools have always flourished because, you know, you have most, most of them are two parent homes, you know, that kind of stuff, right? We do have a high density, uh, high, um, we have a lot of, a lot of that kind of stuff. So when I got asked to be on the school board, it was because of my, my experiences with my kids in the schools and how I was able to handle them. Cause I have four kids and each one of them have had a little, a different experience. Three of them have flourished, no issues. One of them struggled a little bit. And I could see as a parent where you'd want to put the frustration on the school. Cause believe me, just like you, Simone, I've, I've been off and on smoker my entire life. After the first counseling with the thing, I stopped at seven 11 and I tried to smoke the entire pack in 15 minutes. Like, the amount of stress that was there. And if I didn't have uh, at least a little bit of level of emotional intelligence, it would have been everybody else's fault. Right. So on the school board side, the thing that I really, and I talked to my friends that are a little bit more conservative because most of them had taken their kids out, put them in charter schools, you know, kind of homeschool two days a week there, that kind of stuff is the more people that are taking their kids out of the public schools, the more, of the other side that's there because it, it right, makes it right. harder as a board member to sit, it makes it hard as a board member to sit there and not have parents in that, in that, um, in that audience that are there to support you. You're just being attacked all the time. And listen, you don't get paid for a school board, right? Like now there's a stipend in my district. It's 250 bucks. That's what you get for being at a meeting, right? It's supposed to be one hour a month is what I got sold. It's more like, 12, 15, 20 hours, plus some full time, plus I coach CrossFit, plus I have to work out for myself, plus I have my kids. Like, it's a big thing. And you never have somebody standing up saying, Hey, I appreciate you guys are reviewing the material before it gets um, passed on to our kids. I, I, you know what I mean? So, the two things that I would say is one, and, and, and again, I don't know the right answer, but our kids, the kids are going to have to go out there and live in the real world at some point. And if you let your kids go on to social media, but you have them out of the public school system, there's a problem there. 
You know I what agree. I mean? I agree. I, I, dude, I, I have a million examples of my kids learn something and they say it at home. And then I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I wonder where they learned that. And lo and behold, I find out it's from some kid who has a cell phone or some kid who goes to public school. And it's all just dumb waste of time shit. It's all just a fucking distraction. And like, hey, yep. if my yep. kid, if my kid uh, hears the word sex, he can come to me and ask me what it means, or he can pull down the dictionary off the that I, that he owns and look up the definition. Uh, he can learn it just slow, slow, slow. Hey, the, so the, I, the school the here in the seventh, the seventh graders in this school, I was told locally to me, um, someone said that uh, the vast majority of kids there vape. They actually said all the kids vape. I just can't believe it. And they said that there's a seven year, seventh grade girl who's pregnant in their class. Sorry. What? Yeah. Sorry, I'm 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 raising my kids. I had kids to not give them to someone else to raise. Yeah, no, get that. I get was, that. Actually, and that's I, not I, even true. That's actually a lie. I had kids thinking I was going to send them to school, and I did start sending them to school. But I don't now. It, it's the same thing as this. Here's the thing that people don't realize. I look at someone like Sporty Beth, and I'm not like, man, she's a fucking idiot. I'm like, I used to be her. Do you know what I mean? I used to be her. I used to be a fucking idiot liberal that in the that basically in in the in it, uh, I, there was a facade of kindness to me. I but I believed it. I thought yeah. it was real. Yeah. Well, you know, the last thing you had a guest on a, a couple months ago. I wanted to call in at that time, but just maybe a little too nervous about it. But but the most powerful unions in the United States is the school union. And and that is one of that the lady things. from Monterey yeah. County who's fighting the school unions. No, it, no, it was a, it was a it was a guy that okay. it was a guy that you had on that mentioned it, right? So I can't remember exactly who he was, but it is it is true. They are the strongest, and everything that starts with a good intention has the ability to to be taken to the other way. To 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 get a to have a teacher. Let's say we get a complaint about about a teacher that is a valid complaint. As a district, we're the ones that are the fiduciaries for how much money is being spent. We might spend, let's say uh, a teacher uh, was drunk driving or had a drink and, and drove students to an event. And we find out we're going after that guy's license. We spend 500000 a half a million dollars battling the union attorneys to have his license suspended for six months and then he can teach again. That, that, is, that is where I'm seeing is the biggest gap in why the public schools, besides voting for the right governor, forget about the presidential stuff, right? It should be all local district stuff you're focused on, right? It shouldn't, the president or whatever, but governor, your man, whatever, whatever that local government is, that's what we need to be focused on. And somehow, some way, I, I want to start showing the reports because we can't talk about it privately uh, about what the school unions are doing or the individual but we can show how much money as a district we're spending on frivolous claims and suits based off of the union. They're like the, they're like the prosecutor. They catch Sousa with a, uh, a bag of weed. They catch Savon with a bag of weed. They get to pick which one they want to go after, and they're going to go after the one that they want to try to win. Oh, fuck. I got to take my kid to tennis. Hey, thank you for calling. Hey, all right, guys. Thanks all right, you guys. Thank you. Uh, great call. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, a great call. What the, the fuck is happening in our chat, dude? The bot thing is crazy. Yeah, hey. we're at like eleven hundred messages in this last little spin. Um, are coming in? That's crazy. Are the likes bugged? Only six. <laughs> I 
347. You got to refresh your YouTube. Sometimes it only has the likes from when you joined, not like the current ones that they're at now. Okay, I'm take. I gotta take Avi to uh, tennis, uh, guys. Sorry, I t- this was today's show just just totally went off the rails. I had so much fun. I have so much good shit I want to show you guys. I know. I wanted to um, continue to argue with you about uh, public school, private, uh, public school, homeschool. Sitch. Oh yeah, I, I want to do that too. Okay, uh, I'm gonna get off. Uh, you guys say goodbye to everyone. Okay. Are you guys done too? Yeah. Goodbye. Everyone. Okay. Fine. Fine. We're leaving. Uh, and I'll, <laughs> I'm gonna try to get back on tonight. Um, I am working, uh, I worked until one in the morning on, um, I didn't even get to tell you about my dog died in the car yesterday story oh, or about the girl I hit with a Frisbee. All right. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a show tonight. We, do we, do we have a live call and show tomorrow? Do we have a guest? Tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I'm coming out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, if it's, if, or maybe not, maybe let's not. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Bye. Pressure. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.